0: Kia ora tātou, this is the blog post from the 25th of March 2021. Knowing when enough is enough. These smaller scale iwi and regional pūrāko or stories are challenging, but in a fun way, because they're closer to home, since they're only a couple of generations ago and the figures in them aren't as interchangeable with the natural environment, with te or the gods and elemental forces. And so I feel like there's less wriggle room or there's less space to let the mind wander and imagine what wisdom is available to us to help make sense of the world and our place in it. But fun nonetheless. So, what principles can we extract from the story to adopt and embody into our own lives? What scenarios can we relate to and expand our understanding of ourselves with? When Ruwayo arrived in Aotearoa, he sought one last act of vengeance against Tamatekapua, the Rangatira, the leader and chief of the Tearoa Waka and people. He fought Tamatekapua and beat him up really bad. He could have killed him. But to do so would render serious repercussions that even in his grief, his hurt and his mamai, Ruwayo knew was too much. For instance, for him to sever an entire whakapapa genealogical line and a chiefly one at that because tamatakapua descended from the divine main line of ancestry would be too great of a burden to bear. You know, the repercussions would be too much. And as I mentioned in the previous post, our tupuna, our ancestors, lived and operated in a spiritual way. Everything was spiritual and lathered with karakia, with incantations and ceremony, even warfare and combat. I mean, especially warfare and combat. Darkness is part of our whakapapa too. It's an essential phase of creation. What we enjoy in te omarama comes from the darkness. From the moments where the depths of our character is tested our resilience is challenged and our courage required how do we ensure that in the darkness of our own fields or when we're upset angry and hurting that we can look after ourselves and navigate those waters safely and not drop too deep to where we may not return from where the repercussions may be too steep of a price to pay perhaps our tupuna didn't leave us purako waiata, songs, karakia and other art forms just to keep record of events and preserve our history but contained within them are the blueprints and guides to help us keep safe in the darkness so that we can thrive when we come into the light. Perhaps. Tēnā tata Hana. So this one's a little bit shorter and a bit of a bridge, I think, from last week's blog post which was not sombre but just a little more confronting i think of those the reality of trying to rebuild trust with yourself let alone trust with others after you've gone through something and so knowing when enough is enough and for the example from the Purako, ruwai stopped you know he could have killed tamate kapua but to do so the implications of that or the ripple effect the whakapapa effect the consequences that would have flowed on from that would have haunted him for the rest of his life and he knew that and like i say in here and you probably already know maori and i think all indigenous people around the world were very spiritual people uh, that was their first form and then everything physical was just an expression of that and so he knew ruaio knew the repercussions if he did kill Tamatekapua kapua and sever and discontinue that whakapapa line, uh, that he would be on the line as a result. And so he knew when enough was enough. You know, he changed the arrangement of the stars when the waka first left Hawaii, and then I think there was something else, and then this as well. And this was the last thing. This is you know, enough is enough, we'll end it here. And so I really like this story because this phase is such a common phase that we go through there's so many people go through and it looks different but the second to last paragraph how do we ensure that in the darkness of our own fields or when we're upset we're angry or we're hurting that we can look after ourselves and navigate those waters safely and not drop too deep to where we may not ever return from or not physically anyway where the repercussions may be too steep of a price to pay. How can we look after ourselves when we're in the depths of those feels? Because it's so important to feel the things that we're going through so that we can uh, let go and learn to heal and grow from it. And it's very easy to feel those feels when they're positive or they make us feel good. (laughs) And then, you know, we need to look after ourselves in those spaces as well. But I feel like that looks a lot different to how we look after ourselves when we're feeling that low energy. You know, what does that environment look like? Or what are we feeding ourselves, not just through our mouths, but What's the information? What are the conversations we're taking in? What are the sounds, the stories, the narratives that we are consuming while we're in that low energy state? Perhaps our tupuna didn't leave us pūrāko, waiata karaki and other art forms just to keep record and preserve history. But contained in them are the blueprints and guides to help us keep safe in the darkness so that we can thrive when we come into the light so that we can cultivate that courage build that resilience refine our character and step into our grace or step into our light and become that light for ourselves and so i think this is an open ended type of post i don't know if you're getting that vibe too but i don't think there's like a concise i don't think there's a concise ending to any of the posts but there's a few main questions in there and it's very personal because For you, when you're in that dark space, when you're feeling low, when you're hurting, when you feel helpless or even hopeless, the things that you'll need to keep yourself safe will probably differ to someone else who's close to you, to your partner, to your parents, to your children, to your friends, to me and to the people in my life. Like It'll probably look a little bit different. And so we need to get on that level with ourselves or make the time to have that wānanga with ourselves to find out what that might look like but i know i can guarantee that if you look to your whakapapa there will be answers there Purako, Wayata, karakia Fakapapa, any other art forms kapahaka you name it, there's something for each of us in there and it changes or it differs based on our interpretation on the situation at the time which is the beauty of it is that it's always evolving, always adapting and can be adapted to those different situations as well and so hope you enjoyed this, keen to have a kōrero as always and keen to hear your feedback on this post and I look forward to catching you on the next one. Hey kōna!